Hello and welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Podcast, the podcast where we take a movie genre and we dissect it choosing the good, the bad, and the ugly. My name is Micah. Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And last time we talked about uh, car movies. It was Charles, it was your pick. It was. And, and I just want to say real quick, we always laugh after the intros because we never know how you're going to say it. So if you wonder why Kelly and I are always laughing when it starts, that's why. You know, I never know how I'm going to say it either until <laughs> it comes out of my mouth. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't practice it at all. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> so yes, car movies. Yeah. It was a fantastic episode last time. It was. It was great. I had a lot of fun with it. Lots of Nicolas Cage. Yes. Lots of Nicolas Cage. And also I got to make have another favorite top 10 movie, Smokey and the Bandit. I still yeah. can love that movie. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is really good. Really good movie. And we're going to actually talk about another one of my top ten today. Because we are talking about shark movies. It is my pick. And I decided to do uh, shark movies. Basically, a shark movie is a movie where a shark is the antagonist. <laughs> so, my three movies are Jaws, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, and Deep Blue Sea. It's not Deep Blue? It's not Deep yeah. Blue. As like I said last time. No, it is Deep Blue Sea. So, um... You had some, got, great, you had some great choices, I must say. Okay, good. I had a wide range there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what I wanted from this. And I like that we're always uh, relevant by doing this like a month or two after Shark Week. <laughs> this is, it's fine. Okay. You know Be- what? Better late than never. You can listen to it anytime. If you want to, right. if you want to wait to listen to it in Shark Week, that's fine. Or if we'd done it, you know, earlier, they could listen to it for this year. 2016 Shark Week. We have your number. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So uh, let's just start with my good pick, and I think my good pick is pretty obvious. But let me give a little preface Sharknado. or a little prelude. A little prelude in my good pick. I saw this recently. This is actually the reason why we're doing shark movies is because I saw this movie recently in the movie theater, on the big screen, at its 40th anniversary. Nice. Yeah. What did and you invite it me? was, and seeing it on the big screen... Ignore the question. Was, <laughs> seeing it on the big screen was phenomenal. I mean, just took it to another level. Of course, I'm talking about Mega Shark versus China. No, <laughs> no, of course, Stabs I'm talking about dies. Jaws. I'm talking about Jaws. Jaws from 1975... Uh, is about a small town in Massachusetts called Amity. I can never say that word. Amity? I think it's Amity. Amity? Amity. Okay. Well, it's about this small town that relies totally on summer tourism. Is it the Amityville Horror? What Did that one? (laughs) The same town? Yeah. No, 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 no. It's close to each other. Uh, Amity relies totally on summer tourism, and when uh, when a shark enters the bay and threatens them, then they have to uh, rely on the sheriff and a shark hunter and a marine biologist to go out there and find the shark and kill it so that they can restore peace and uh, order. Like I said, 1975, expertly acted by Roy Schneider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfuss, and masterpiece of Steven Spielberg. And the first, like, Big summer blockbuster. Exactly. And the first big summer blockbuster. Now, Charles, I'm actually going to relinquish the mic to you for a while because you're a huge Spielberg fan. So I want to hear your whole thoughts about Jaws. I, I love Jaws. Uh, <laughs> I really do. Um, 
I, I think without Jaws, you wouldn't have had Spielberg the way he is. I mean, yeah, he had the Sugarland Express, but this is the movie that made him Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two years later, he was doing Close Encounters of Third Kind and all that. But this was like, this was the movie. Um, now, One little thing that's cool about it is that he did a test screening in Dallas. I don't oh, know if you're really? aware of that. Like, yeah, the yeah. first actual screening was in Dallas. Um, I forget the theater, but... Everybody was kind of terrified this movie wasn't going to be good. Like, I don't even know if he thought it was going to be good because he hated the shark that they named, you know, uh, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce the shark after his lawyer. I know he talked about he was cutting it with his editor and like he kept wanting to put more and more footage of the shark because he works hard to get it and she kept wanting to take it out. And they'd fought back and forth. And, you know, then the whole thing with John Williams where it was very minimal music, but it ended up being amazing. One of the best things about the movie. Mm -hmm. But so when they did a test screening in Dallas... Everybody jumped and everybody was afraid of the movie. And he was in the audience and he knew right then and there it was going to be a hit. And so for, it's kind of cool to know that that's like local history that that yeah. happened here. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, I, again, I you see all the classic Spielberg stuff. It's I'm one of the few people that think the shark looks fantastic. No, like, I thought I, it looked no, great I think too. it looks great. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of people friends say, oh, it's so cheesy towards the end. No, no, like, no, I, I think no. it's great. Um, Especially for 1975. Absolutely. I don't even say just for, I mean, just in general, I think the shark looks amazing. They, yeah, yeah. But I do think the editing helped a lot. You didn't see the shark. You heard music. Mm-hmm. I uh, The sequels, none of the sequels were as good. No, 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 no. They they were they had the sequel curse on them. But you know, of course, it's it's famous now the story of how production uh, issues, uh, the shark, the mechanical shark, kept um, messing up. So Steven Spielberg had to say, okay, well, we got to do something else because this. Keep... So mm-hmm. he did the POV shots, which was really, you know, ahead of its time, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, and by doing that, that is what one of the things that made it so classic is that you don't see the shark until the very last third act, the, near the end of the third act. And only when necessary. I mean, that's the right. thing. You had to show him at the end. So, okay, you're going to show him at the end. But that's, I think he did a similar thing in Jurassic Park, too. Mm-hmm. If you remember, he he didn't really show a lot of the dinosaurs, you know, when they're going until through the, the ride. I mean, they weren't in there. You know, uh, the T-Rex, they couldn't even get him out with a goat. You remember at first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't show, it's the same concept. So he, he's kind of again, way ahead of his time, and he still was in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you, again, if you watch those sequels, they, you know, aside from his own Lost World, but the rest mm-hmm. of them still didn't really learn, you know? Yeah. What do you say, Kelly? Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was awesome. I mean, <clears throat> definitely like the point of view and the, the swimming and kind of going off of what Charles was saying earlier about the music. The music is absolutely one of the best parts. I mean, it's one mm-hmm. of the most iconic sound clips that i can think of and you know jaws wouldn't be jaws without the yeah i know on imdb there was even a thing where spielberg thought john williams was kidding and like really that's the score and i don't know if that's true or not but i that's amazing if that is like if it was like no no really show me the real song no that's a hit it's it's amazing it's simple and it's just it's just perfect for for the action that's happening and you know there's there's kind of some dark humor sprinkled into the movie and some really like gross parts too obviously which mm-hmm. kind of goes with it amps up the horror factor of right. the movie makes it not just a suspenseful movie but um yeah i thought it was really good so here's another reason why i think that um jaws is is one of the best because i think i thought a lot about this about why do i like jaws so much 
you know, why does it really appeal to me? Even 40 years later, why does it speak to me so much? It speaks to so many people. I think because it is one of the best examples of a good movie. Now, let me explain what I'm saying. There are two components to a movie, to, uh, just to cinema in general. You've got the art component and you've got the entertainment component. And sometimes you can have a beautifully shot, directed, uh, acted, great score, greatly, great edited, but it, it just, the story is nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we talk about a lot of those in our <laughs> bad picks. Indeed we do. You know, I can think of quite a few. <laughs> but then you've got some movies that we would consider are ugly movies that they are really fun movies and they're, you know, if you're, if you're watching cable and they come up, you're going to watch it. But it's just kind of generic or textbook, the way it's directed or edited or acted, you know, it's, it's predictable. Jaws gets the best, really, of both worlds because it has cinematically, I guess, or choreographically, not choreographically, uh, (laughs) cinematography, it has such a great feel to it, you know. Uh, The score, you said, is brilliant. The acting is amazing. The writing is amazing. Everything is, it's edited, like you said, so well. But in the end, you leave and you remember these certain parts. You know, you remember the, the, the jump scares. You remember the... You know, the the POV shots. You remember all these fun things about it. We're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna get these lines like we're going to need a bigger boat. And there's something else that um, makes it stand out above all these other movies that are horror movies. You know, kind of are like artsy good horror movies. Mm-hmm. And it, this scene, I think, is the glue that brings it all together. And it's the scene between... You know what I'm probably about to say? Robert Shaw's speech. Robert Shaw's speech, exactly. Whenever uh, Brody, Quint, and Hooper are, after they've, you know, they've done a lot of things trying to get the shark, they're sitting down, and they're just having dinner. Is all. It's not a motivational speech. It's not like they're banding together. It's just basically a bunch of different men from different backgrounds bonding. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there bonding and they're talking about their scars, you know, oh, I got this from this one. I got this one from a shark and this one from an eel. Or... And <clears throat> Quint, Robert Shaw, gives this incredible monologue where he talks about the USS Indianapolis. Yeah. And I mean, even, you know, no matter what, where you are in life or what your background is, if you're in the movie theater watching that, you are just silent. And those guys are too. In fact, Richard Dreyfuss finally breaks the silence, not with some quippy joke, but he just starts singing. And it's just like, man, mm-hmm. that is just brilliant. I mean, the way it's done, I can't go on. Yeah, well, and, and you know, I, I like Robert Shaw's accent in this movie. There are some people that complain they can't. I don't remember. I remember talking to you about this, Kelly, but like some people don't like his accent because they can't understand him. But I did find it kind of hard, kind of hard to understand. I had to feel like I was really like straining and concentrating to understand. And it wasn't necessarily his accent, but he just he kind of had like a mumbly way of. Well, the way speaking. just the way he spoke in general, because yeah. I mean, he does not sound like that in real life. So it was, yeah. it was a very direct. I mean, he's a uh, British, right? Mm-hmm. So he's put. I mean, to me, that that even makes the character better. This is it does, not anything yeah. like this guy sounds. And, and just the way he talks, he commands the screen in that speech. Like, you just listen to him. And then, you know, spoiler alert, when he goes on, it's like, it's almost like Moby Dick when he goes on to, you know, battle the <laughs> yeah, shark. Right. I mean, it really is. It's that kind of level where you... Well, and that's actually what, um, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the, Benchley. Where, where Robert Benchley, he actually modeled the... 
Is character Peter, Peter? of Quint. Peter. Did I say Robert? Peter. Peter I don't Benchley. know which one's right now, but... <laughs> Peter. Yes, it's Peter Frank Benchley. <laughs> it's Peter Benchley. Okay. He co-wrote it with Frank McMurray, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very <Pretty> ashy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he modeled Quint after uh, Ahab and Moby Dick. Did he really? He really did, yeah. I, think no, I was just, I was just riffing on that one. No, he really, that really did. And in fact, in the book, the way that Quint dies is not, he doesn't get eaten by the shark. He gets killed the same way Ahab gets killed. His foot gets wrapped around and he gets dragged to the bottom with the mm. shark. I mean, do you think Jaws as a whole is 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 like that? It's like kind of an obsession for Quint? I mean, do you really... Yeah. It's, do you think it's I a mean, very similar story? Yeah, I think I think the, the whole idea of... You know, Quint is a is a shark hunter, and he's going on, and he's he's trying to find these. He's trying to find the perfect shark to kill, basically, just like Ahab is a whale hunter trying to find the perfect, uh, the white whale. You know, so it, it, yeah, in a way, it's that relationship of yeah, and but I'm saying that speech, knowing his story and knowing all of that, and then it, I really that that is the moment in the movie that made it above and beyond just a summer blockbuster for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, I and I, again, I think it's the performance. I think it's the way he speaks. I think it's the way Spielberg chose to move the camera. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite amazing. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. This is <laughs> this is a no brainer for me for best shark movie. So yeah, yeah, man, Micah, I <laughs> I think I scared Charles a little bit like a couple weeks ago. She did because <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> I could have sworn because when when we were, um, you know, after after you had revealed your picks, um. I really thought I remembered you kind of like mumbling, you know, oh, like Charles is going to be on there, but it might not be the one you think or, or something like that. And Charles was like, that is not your good pick. I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> there was, the, there was, uh, there was fear in his eyes. Yeah. And a little anger. <laughs> and a little anger. Yeah. Was, yeah. No, it was a great movie. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's your segue right there. Mike. That was a great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. No. That's... Seriously, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. Going. Let's go, go. Yeah. We have talked about this one a lot, but uh, <laughs> it, it deserves it. One of the best movies of all time. Yeah. It's in my top ten, definitely. Uh, so let's go straight from that to the bad. Okay. Shall we? Yes. <laughs> we shall. So the bad. Which I'm now. I'm curious between the two you picked. Uh, I don't know which one's going to be. You your don't bad. know what's going to be. I, I really know. don't. I know. Okay, it's it's Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yes, the Faithful Tale. It's a fun movie. Well, hold on, I'll tell you. I, and I I I was wrestling with this, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus um, is the tale of a young marine biologist played by Debbie Gibson, actually the uh, '80s pop star, whose name is Emma, and uh, she somehow. Without going into much detail, she basically uncovers a prehistoric megalodon fighting a <laughs> frozen and ice in mid-battle. I have to close my eyes because I can't look at these guys <laughs> while I'm saying this. <laughs> fighting a giant octopus. <laughs> the giant octopus and mega shark then disperse and start attacking different places. Um, giant octopus is in Tokyo and Japan, off the shore of Japan, attacking oil rigs. While the mega shark is attacking... <laughs> commercial airliners of course and uh san francisco and uh anyway it's up to these marine biologists to find out the truth and to to defeat get these guys together and defeat each other so anyway that's now another amazing you said that you know and i agree with you that the quint speech and jaws made that movie (laughs) i think the airplane scene 
makes this movie. That is one of the, that is one of my you, favorite scenes. You just lay out the airplane scene. For that us. is one of my favorite scenes of all time, and I know. Oh my god! I know a lot of people agree with me. Well, first of all, <laughs> when we say the airplane scene, we mean a plane in flight, thirty thousand feet up, and a shark jumps out of the ocean <laughs> and somehow bites it and oh, takes hold it down. On. You're, you're, you're you're leaving out some parts here because well, you got the guy on the plane that's like that's all nervous, and he's, he tells us the stewardess starts coming down. He's like, "I'm getting married in two days." Or what? <laughs> It doesn't make as sense. If, as if we're going to have more sympathy for his character. Like, yeah. who's this guy? Oh, well, he's dead anyway. But then he's but... able to look out the window and see the shark coming right at him. Um, you know, there are charts. Um, so, okay, I'll back up. When my friend Robert and I, and he owns this movie, when we when we watched it, because um, we didn't watch it on sci-fi, we watched it on his Blu-ray, but whatever. But uh, he was talking, we were arguing about logistically, is it physically possible a shark that big jumping 30,000 feet in the air? There are charts online that we found where people have done the physics for this of how far down in the ocean the shark would have to go and then go up <laughs> to be able to do it. And yes, it's possible. I, so, I, oh wow! I just can't believe. Uh, that. I'm I'm sure this is just riddled with science. <laughs> it was science fact. Yeah. Or maybe the you know the physics were slightly bent for the chart, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, that is an amazing scene. You need to watch it on YouTube. Oh well, you can just Google Mega Shark. Giant octopus plane scene and it'll pop up. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's what I think it's 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 it, you can't help but laugh. I think they were trying to be absurd with that. You really you don't you don't think <laughs> so, the filmmakers. Okay. So let me let me let me d- defend my why it's my bad pick because when I originally came up with this genre, it was going to be my ugly pick, the one that it's fun to watch. But I watched it back in two thousand nine, and I laughed the whole time because it's so it's so ridiculous. And then I watched it again, you know, a few weeks ago, and I was just going, I can't, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, I've already gotten past the fun of it, the funny of it, and now I've peeled back the onion layers. I'm seeing how (laughs) horrible it actually is. And, uh... You didn't even mention Lorenzo Lamas. I just like the Well, no, no, I'll get to him. Um, but... The ugly pick has to be one that you could watch over and over and over again. I don't want to ever watch this again. I'll watch that plane scene a hundred times, <laughs> but I don't want to watch the whole ninety-minute movie ever again. I I concur. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. So, Although I mean I don't know. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, and another another reason why it's my bad pick is because, or, or why let's say something like Sharknado or Sharktopus or any of those are not my bad pick is because this is the original. This is the first ridiculous shark movie. Made in 2009, after they made this, then all those other ones started coming out. All right? Um, It's funny. I mean, it's got funny parts to it. For some reason, I kind of feel like they are not trying to make a ridiculous movie. Like, in in a a little bit, in a way, I think that there's somebody in there that's going, all right, we're going to make gonna this. Cool. This is going to be good. Oh, yeah, the shark is going to jump out of the sea. Yes, they're like fist bumping each other. Uh, <laughs> and it's the best scene in the movie. And it, yeah. is, it is. But the thing that drives me crazy the whole time I'm watching it is Lorenzo Lamas, Debbie Gibson, Vic Chow, all these guys that are in it. They're the, the archetypal characters, basically. And how the whole time the scientists are... If they would just listen to us, you know, it's a, it's a megalodon. If they would just stop it and listen to us and to the point where by the end of the movie, they've passed all the science knowledge that they have. And by the end of the movie, they're, why won't they just let me take the ship? They're expert. 
pilots of a submarine. They know the topography of the Arctic Circle better than these these a holes in the the U.S. Navy. You know, (laughs) it just drives me crazy. It's like, and you know, they're going, Captain, if you'd just listen to me. The captain would be like, shut up and go over there. Yeah, like <laughs> doing something over here. And then, of course, the government is, you know, just their fingers on the trigger all the time. Well, let's just blow it up. Bow, bow, bow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what all these movies are. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Independence Day is very similar. <laughs> yeah, but then you've also got the. Are you really Independence Day? They they hacked the alien spacecraft. <laughs> they sent a virus to it. And you, that's. <laughs> Totally reasonable. I feel like Charles. you like Independence Day. I love Independence Day. Okay, I'm just... but it, but it's an ugly pick for me. I wouldn't say like it's one of the greatest movies of all time. No, <laughs> I'm just saying it's very similar. Like it's always the government wants to blow stuff up and yeah, but the scientists drive me crazy. They drive because I, I imagine like I put myself in a scenario when I'm having breakfast with them. And I say, you know, I think I want the scrambled eggs. And then one of the scientists goes, no, Micah, you cannot have the scrambled eggs. You must have. If you'll just listen to me, you must have it over easy. Yeah. If you don't, we'll all die. Why won't you way. listen to me? What? You what? don't think that? <laughs> what, 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 I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. I'm talking about scrambled eggs. <laughs> and right. that's a good segue. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure, good. Whatever, let's move on. Kelly, you got anything? Nope. No, nope. nothing to be said about Mega Shark. Nope. I, I enjoy this movie. I would have probably put it as ugly. I do. I, I, it's pretty bad though. It's really bad. But that really one bad. scene alone makes me. <laughs> and they keep doing the jump shots that are the exact. They reuse the same footage of what's it called, Treasure Island. The like zooming in. Well, they, <laughs> over and over. And they kind of they don't really want to show off effects too much, so they come up with different ways to edit it. You know what I'm talking about? Like every time it attacks, Debbie like, Gibson explaining what's happening. Well, that now the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like when it first wraps up on the the, the drill, uh, the offshore drilling uh-huh. thing. They like show the same tentacle again and, and again. The shaky cam. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Now we can move. Well, on. and it keeps on making establishing shots too. When we're already, it's kind of like if we were sitting here and it's like you know. The It's Just Awesome studio. And then we're it cuts... scrambled eggs. We're <laughs> scrambled eggs. And then it cuts to, you know, maybe even time has passed, but it cuts back to the outside of the It's Just Awesome studio and says, it's just awesome studio. I'm like, yes, we know where we are. We're still here. This is a major segue. Have you seen Tommy Wiseau's Neighbors sitcom? No. On Hulu? No. Tommy Wiseau, you know, director of The Room, he has a sitcom on Hulu right now. Same thing. Between every single scene, they cut to the same outside shot of the building and play the same music. So, after watching that, you know, Mega Shark, it's just perfect. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. May as well have been done by Spielberg. That's right. That's right. So, Tommy was so <laughs> making Mega Shark look like Spielberg since 2002. <laughs> so, my next pick, or my ugly pick, is um, one that I was I was wrestling with it too until I watched it again, which is Deep Blue Sea, of course. And that's the only one that's <laughs> left from 1999. Um, it is a story about a scientist who uh, are located on an aquamarine lab, and they are in search of Alzheimer's medicine, and they discover that sharks have don't degenerate, it, yeah, for yeah. someone, and and so they basically pump a shark full of protein and genetics and science and make it smarter yeah they're they're modified to be modified and and these mako sharks um try to kill them 
or homic- become homicidal. There's a storm, knocks out the power, and then they attempt to try to kill him and escape to the deep blue sea. Yes. So, now. I now. like I like the the whole thing about where where this where the guys like, if you were a however many ton shark, what would you think about? And they're all like. That's the question. <laughs> what? That's the riddle. The yeah, riddle that's the a thinker. The again, all these movies have one great scene in them. The great scene in this movie uh-huh. that makes this movie, and you know exactly what I'm talking I know about. Exactly what you're talking it's about. It's when Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten. Yes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. But yeah. here's the thing. That is the only reason this movie is noteworthy at all. If that scene didn't exist, we wouldn't even be talking about it, right? And yes, so yeah, that scene made the movie because it did the same thing that, you know, with Drew Barrymore in Scream or Janet Leigh in Psycho, that they killed off a high-paying actor. You know, everybody, Mm -hmm. nobody was, nobody saw it coming. Right. Well, and it broke the cliche of like, there's always a big speech and they get everybody behind them, they're going to beat the shark. And no, we're taking out the leader in the middle of that speech. Right. Yeah, I was was surprised. Yeah. Had you not seen this before? No. Oh wow. Okay. Well, and I knew it was. Com- I knew it was coming. Wait, wait. You haven't seen it before? No. Uh-uh. Well, okay. I gotta, I back up. Back up. Back up. <laughs> had you seen any of these movies before this podcast? No. Not even Jaws. No. I had. I had seen like clips and stuff from Jaws, but I hadn't seen the whole thing. Oh. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, wait, well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. No, to I, that. I, I, We're I, speechless. I um. So it really was a surprise. It really was a surprise for you. Yeah, it was. Because I remember seeing this in the theater. And it was a huge. Everybody in the audience jumped and screamed and. Oh yeah. When I, yeah, I was really surprised. So, it was a Christmas gift yeah. I got actually, and I watched it like Christmas Day, and I was like, "Oh wow, I, did, I had yeah. no idea," because I thought it was Merry Christmas to me. Well, because up to that point, like I really thought it had been kind of a, a cheesy movie. I was uh-huh. like, "All right, whatever," but, but that scene, they suddenly well, get you behind it, and you're like, "Okay," because at that point, anything can happen. All mm-hmm. bets are off. Mm-hmm. Shark could come out anywhere. And he's like, okay, I don't know where this movie's going. Except now, we got LL Cool J. With the exception of that scene, wouldn't you say that most of it's pretty predictable? Actually, I didn't... Well, spoilers. I didn't expect the lady scientist to actually... Be killed? Get eaten, yeah. yeah. I didn't. And, but did the ending kind of rip off Jaws too? Okay, I actually saw a... Um, uh, <laughs> I saw a mashup that was like, you know, the alternate ending to Deep Blue Sea. And it was a mashup with the soundtrack to Deep Blue Sea and Thomas Jane, you know, riding on the back of him and going, shoot him, shoot him. Yeah. And <laughs> Roy Schneider with the rifle, you know. And it, yeah, so yes, it is a ripoff. Actually, <laughs> if you look at it, there are three sharks, right? All three of the sharks die the same way that a shark in the Jaws movies dies. Mm-hmm. One gets, you know, shot with a, um, you know, shot with a gun and explodes. Uh, one gets electrocuted and one gets basically incinerated that's interesting yeah. you know i, I wonder Jaws two, one two and three that's gonna say you talk about the sequels mm-hmm. i uh i rented this movie off of apple tv and in the little synopsis that it gives before you rent it it was like bigger better scarier than jaws and so i bet they were like really trying to kind of I, I mean, I'm I sure it's it not a coincidence, purposeful. right? I mean, that ending is too close to. I mean, yeah, I know that's, it's it's kind of kind of ridiculous, especially with Jaws fresh on my mind. I'm going, okay, think of something original, guys. Mm-hmm. But I, I it, again, that one scene, maybe the rest of the movie is predictable, but that one scene at least makes it feel like it's not, at least for a brief while. And that's why it's still a fun movie. It's I, I can still watch it and be in fun and entertained, and that scene and and. Um, 
I mean, the, this movie can be summed up by, by the death scenes, really. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's just, you know. But you, then it's kind of like a slasher movie in that regard. Like, exactly. It's, more, kill people. it's yeah. more of a horror movie than it is a man versus nature movie like Jaws is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there, there's something else that I wanted to say about this movie is that this was in 1999, which I'm no film historian. I'm not going to say I'm, I've got a master's in filmology. That's not even a word. <laughs> but... That's why you don't have one, Michael. Now that <laughs> that's why you don't have one. But uh, I would say that 1999 was right in the middle of this time period in film that I'm going to just title the soundtrack film period. <laughs> because there was a lot of movies that were made during this time that probably the only reason they were made was to boost CD sales. Mm, and this is one of them because the most... One of the most entertaining things about this movie is when the credits start rolling and you hear LL Cool J. Yeah. That's true. It's blue. It's my head is like a shocks fin. That is probably one of the most, other than Samuel L. Jackson getting killed, that's probably the most entertaining thing about this movie. I think LL, LL Cool J in general was probably one of the most entertaining parts of the movie. Because like, when he, <sighs> with him and his bird, like the bird was kind of stupid. But... Yes, it was. <laughs> but... And he was like a some kind of preacher what I, yeah that didn't, it, there they a, like they called him yeah pre- yeah but then he was like the, well he was cussing the most in the movie i don't and it, and in the end too like is that possible i mean for for the shark to grab him like in the femoral artery exact and like twist him all around and and rip from all over the place and then he just swims away and he's fine probably because he realized wow this guy's had is like a shark's fin i need to back off yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> taught him a thing or two I, See, this one would have been my bad one. I, I had so much more fun with Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Uh, I really did. I don't know. I'll, I I I think I agree with you, Micah. I this would this is a pretty good ugly choice for me. Would you watch it again? Yeah, probably. Wow. Yeah. On a completely like unrelated, I want to go back to Jaws. So um, <laughs> you you just brought up all the sequels and the way they died. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Craig was talking about. He I think it was. Which one has uh, Dennis Quaid in it? Is that the fourth one? Dennis Quaid. I thought it was the second or third. Whichever one I think he's in it. There's one where the jaw shark. It, he's. I think it's 3D. Yes, yeah, He's, third. he's yeah, flying 3D. at the camera and he's breaking this glass, but it's not even animated. It's just like a still shot of the shark just getting bigger and it's in slow motion. Oh no! Really? Craig showed me that thing on YouTube and it, it cracked me up, cracked him up. Um, and also one other thing, Richard Dreyfus reprised his role um in the uh in the piranha remake movie he opens up the yeah if you didn't know that he, what he's uh he's basically so they did a remake of you remember piranha was from the 70s and they did a remake recently in 3d where it starts out with richard dreyfus as his character from jaws in a little boat and it gets attacked by a uh, killer piranhas it's awesome really actually that movie's really good it's it's super piranha 3d yeah now not three double d that one sucks like that one's just bad, but the but the actual uh, Piranha with Richard Dreyfuss is he's only in it for the, the he's it's like a little small cameo, but for those people that love Jaws, it's pretty amazing seeing him back in character. Well, all right, yeah, just I just throw, throw that out there. I just want to say, well, it. and while we're while we are talking about the Jaws sequels, um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but Jaws four, do you guys remember that one or Jaws the Revenge? Mm-mm. I said that's the one I thought Dennis right. Bay was in. It's Here's Michael Caine, isn't it? Michael Caine is in it. Here's what I want you to do. Uh, there's a YouTuber named Chris Stuckman. And uh, he does an incredible 20-minute rant about Jaws 4 where he breaks it down, you know, pretty much point by point. 
and it's hilarious. If you if you haven't seen it, he he just really rips it apart. And in honor of how good Jaws is, you should go watch Chris Stuckman's rant on Jaws four because is it. Does it justice? And if okay. you're like Kelly and you haven't seen this movie before, go check it out. Yes, it's an yeah, older absolutely. movie, but it's amazing. Um, Agreed. So, all the hype about it is correct. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and, our, and how often can you say that, really? Yeah, exactly. I mean, shark movies. The concept sounds stupid, but Jaws is a really well made movie. You know, right. I mean, if you tell me oh, I'm going to watch a shark movie, I don't know. I don't know how I feel yeah. about that, but Jaws is amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so. Are we pretty much wrapped up on sharks? Yeah, that's all I got to say got some important, We've got some stuff we need to announce. I had some shark puns that I didn't get to use, though. Oh, okay, do it real quick, we real were... quick. All right, well, Jaws... Left shark. What? Hashtag left shark. Left shark? Really? This is Katy Perry, the left Super Bowl thing? No. Oh, come on. I can't be the only one. <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl <laughs> halftime this year, there were two sharks dancing behind Katy Perry. Do you remember this? Did you watch no, this? So she did a whole thing where there's like two guys in shark costume dancing. Well, the right shark knew the choreography. The left shark did not. So the left shark's got this going about its thing. And it became a hashtag where people were like, hashtag left shark, where they weren't really trying or didn't really know. There's even shirts being sold. Wow. Wow. It's pretty amazing. So. I'm okay. kind of kind of. I thought you were gonna make a love shark pun. I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll save the puns for later. Yeah, you have to tune in next time for the puns. Yes. <laughs> That's where you're going with that. I derailed your say. Okay, whatever. Uh, I was gonna say. That, um, I don't know, well, give me, give me a breakdown of the schedule here, because I know we have an anniversary coming up. Not we me do. and you, okay. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> My anniversary was last month. No, yeah, Is the podcast. True? Podcast, at the end of August, we are going to be turning one. Our podcast, our favorite Woo-hoo! podcast is turning one. So, how are we celebrating? So, we are celebrating, <clears throat> I put you on the spot here. We're celebrating by, uh, picking our good of the entire year. Are bad are the worst movie that we that individually we think we watched of the entire movie uh, of the entire year, and our ugliest movie that we watched of the entire year. Each it's, of us is doing this. This is going to be a really so hard. We're, to none of it, it's not like we're all picking a topic. We're going to just go at this podcast and say <laughs> you're wrong and this is why. It's going to be a debate. Yeah. Is basically what it's going to it be. Is. I'm oh, hoping man. that we'll agree on some of them. I'm we, sure we, we will. will. I'm sure we will. But. I don't know. I'm hoping. I no, this is going to be this is going to be at the end of August. Can you give me an exact date? Because we, I think, I think Kelly's on board with this. Yeah, yeah. we are doing a live podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're through, gonna, through what? Through Periscope. Through Periscope. So you know, we need to start getting the word out now. When mm-hmm. when was our actual first podcast? Uh, well, our first podcast was actually August 25th. 25th. But we are doing our live podcast on August 31st. Okay, August 31st. So we're doing a live podcast. Um, so we'll have one more episode between now and then, mm-hmm. um, but we just want to get the word out now. Yeah. Hashtag left shark. Yeah. Um, no. Get yourself ready. No, but seriously, like, you know, just, you know, what time do you think we'll be doing it? Central time here. Is there any particular, do we have any details yet that we can tell the people? Tune in next week. Uh, just okay. put it on your calendar, August 31st. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So when, what, of next what is our next uh, podcast going to be? Okay. Which so... it may or may not be next week. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out. So... Um, next next episode, I'm taking the reins back, um, and our topic is going to be movies about doctors, and the picks are in alphabetical order. Like medical doctors? Yes. Like Dr. Mike that we just had? <laughs> yeah. Um, we decided to do this thing where we do everything like a month or two behind schedule. It's way more fun that way. So that's what we're doing again. 
<laughs> I don't know what my pick's going to be. So, um, all right. So picks are. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Not, not Pixar. Gotcha. Oh, every time, every time. <laughs> every time, yeah. Um, so Dead Ringers, starring Jeremy Irons. Dr. Zhivago, starring Omar Sharif. And Magnificent Obsession, starring Rock Hudson. She's putting her fingers... To- oh, I hit the microphone. She's putting her fingers together for that one now. Yes, I'm steepling them maniacally. So it's going to be a good dun. one. You should all tune in. Excellent. I think all right. Micah fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. This is why the live podcast is going to be amazing. Yeah. No, sorry. It's Micah taking a cat nap. <laughs> I was looking down at my iPad. All right, well, guys, thanks for eyes closed. Hashtag yeah. rude. Thanks for listening to us and uh, be sure to uh, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Please comment and review, rate and review. That's how we actually get uh, more noticeability on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Let us know in comments. Like, let us know you're watching this. Yeah. Let us know what you don't like. Please. (laughs) I want to see comments on the website. Also, yeah, let us know if you agree with our post. Because there's got to be other shark movies that you hate. Uh-huh. There can't be another shark movie that you love more than Jaws. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't think so. It's impossible. I challenge you to find another shark yes. movie. Better than don't Jaws. challenge anyone. We yeah. all define. We're you. gonna look bad. <laughs> like, oh, that movie. Yes, yeah. the Spartacus <laughs> of Jaws movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one where it's actually a shark gladiator. Yes, I would, I would pay to see that. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I'm just imagining. Kubrick that. made a shark movie in the 50s, guys. It was incredible. <laughs> So also check us out on itsjustawesome.com, um, where we have actually a homage to uh, Sharknado 3 on there, told in, told in GIFs. What? Well, it was, a, it was a link that we put on there. Oh. Sharknado 3, told in GIFs. Oh, did we? I don't even know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> and then, love uh, shark. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Twitter at... Oh, Good Bad Podcasts. I got the head nod. I didn't yeah. know what he's meaning. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll edit right. this later, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Have a good one.